This is the Pirate Radio Podcast. And welcome into the Pirate Radio Podcast. I am Shirley Rhodes. On January 24th, Clip Brock welcomed in ECU right-hander Jake Hunter to the show to talk about his progression as a pitcher and, of course, the upcoming ECU baseball season. East Carolina right-hander Jake Hunter, who joins us here. Fresh uh, off the practice fields. That's right. How you doing, Jake? I'm good. How are you? Doing good, man. Good to see you. Jake, uh, how many summer league teams have you been a part of? Only one. What team uh, was that? Uh, the Newport Goals. The Goals. The Goals. Short for Seagulls, I guess? Straight up Goals. Straight up Goals. Mm-hmm. Um, now, you've heard a lot of wacky names, probably, uh, yeah. playing in those leagues and some of the normal type names uh greenville is getting a team this year they are called the greenville yard gnomes what is your first reaction to hearing that i love it <laughs> i love the, the yard gnomes i think it's i think it's gonna be good kind different of, um, unique yeah i think that you know if we do happen to send our guys there i think that'd be really cool all right so you would not mind being a yard gnome i would not mind being a yard gnome would you embrace it i would embrace a yard gnome yeah <laughs> okay and look i'm all about the hat uh give me a hat with a gnome logo on it and i will wear that baby it looks like we're gonna be green and yellow yeah patrick's on board jake's on board a lot of people on facebook not on board but that's like anything you can't please everybody one thing that did please everybody was jake's dancing last year <laughs> is that something uh that will continue on into 2024 um i'm not sure yet okay. i think it kind of depends on some variables that i'm not going to talk about but i would say more than likely all right <laughs> and i like that it's kind of organic like it's not i don't like things that are, are planned like that like you just decided to dance right yeah and then it like, just happened whatever the song was it, it got you felt it it felt it i felt it <laughs> it felt it you felt it everybody felt it keeps it. you loose right it does, it does. It keeps the guys it. loose like even if we're down a few runs and that song comes on, I'm doesn't bother me. I'm ready to go. There you go. All right. Uh, Jake, are you ready to go uh, on the mound this year? How are you feeling physically right now? I feel good. I feel good. We just threw live, I guess, for the first time pitcher hitter here. I threw on Saturday. So, I mean, I feel pretty good through my bullpen today and feel healthy, ready to go. At this point in your career, you have done it all. You've started. You've come in out of the bullpen. Do you know, uh, do you have a set role going into this year? Or is that to be determined? It's TBD right now. I think we're kind of still f- figuring some things out as a um, kind of as a collective group there besides Trey and Zach, of course. But Right. Do you have a favorite role, whether it be a Sunday starter, a midweek starter, relief guy in the you know weekend series? Do you have a, a favorite spot? to pitch honestly as long as i'm out there with the guys helping the team win i'm i'm all for it what uh so we saw you freshman year and then your sophomore year like a clip was saying you got a bunch of different roles what was what was the biggest step you think you took that sophomore year was it just being comfortable or was it like just growing into your body more like i think it was definitely growing into my body more um i think freshman year i was a little well unprepared i would say i definitely had the pitch ability to play here but in terms of the velocity or secondary pitches i just hadn't mastered any of that yet and you know i, I made a jump there at the end of the last year and kind of carried it over so feeling pretty good about it and if i recall you got thrown into it pretty quickly right you started as a freshman mm-hmm, I yeah did. um what are the what were the nerves like then compared to when you go on the mound now has, has it always been you've been cool or did you have to kind of learn to be cool up there um 
I've always been pretty laid back. Yeah. Pretty cool. Um, kind of found that the more hyped up I am, the worse I am. So kind of just playing my game, I guess you kind of can call it. Yeah. What uh, have you had any pitches this off season? I haven't. I have. I was told to stop tinkering. So <laughs> I was not allowed to add anything. So uh, what's in your bag? What uh, pitches will you be throwing this season? Uh, fastball, the slutter. Okay. I can't believe they forgot to mention me the other day, but I do mm-hmm. throw the slutter. They did in media day, yeah. Yeah, I throw the slutter. I got a, I guess you can call it a slurve or a curve. Or okay. a, I don't, I don't really know what it does. And then I throw, <laughs> a, I throw a splitter. What is the splitter intended to do? Just go straight down. Okay. So a changeup usually has the the fade to it. The splitter just goes straight down. So it's the one that they always swing at when Trey throws it in the dirt. <laughs> so I'm trying to get that. That's what you want to do? Yeah. So what's the difference between a splitter and a, I guess, a sinker? Um, It's a little slower, I guess you could splitter say. Splitter slower than a sinker? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the sinker <clears throat> does, has a little bit more arm side run to it. And I know some of these things by playing MLB The Show. Yeah. I have noticed the velocity of a uh, splitter is different. But are they both to induce a ground ball, or is the – I guess the splitter more to a strikeout pitch than a sinker. For maybe. me, the splitter is more of a strikeout pitch. Okay, but the sinker is definitely, it's definitely very effective for ground balls. Yeah, I have, I'm not able to master that, but you know, some guys on our team can, and I'm pretty jealous of it. <laughs> now, one of my growing up, the White Sox won a World Series in 05, and one of their pitchers was Jose Contreras, and he just always threw a, a splitter, and he was showing before a game that he would like warm up with a softball mm-hmm. just to get those fingers. Like, do you have mm-hmm. to do anything special kind of like that to get that? that I actually right? do the exact same thing. Yeah? I do the exact same thing. I I have to throw the softball. Like, if I'm throwing any off speed that day, I need the softball. And I guess it's a feel thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know, mental thing, but it just makes the baseball feel like a golf ball. Then you can like really get that grip mm-hmm. you want yeah. after throwing the softball. Yeah. Have you uh speaking of tinkering and I know not during a game but do you guys ever mess around with like I don't know like the old guys did Vaseline or spit or anything no, on a ball? No, I no. I'm not into that. But I will say I have tinkered in the game one time. We were in the regional last year and I was not throwing a good change up so I just This is where the splitter originated. We were playing Oklahoma, and I couldn't throw a changeup to save my life, so I just randomly gripped a splitter, and it worked, and they swung a mist. You'd never done it before? Never done it before. Wow. Never even tried to throw it before. We were up a lot that game, so okay. I was like, I'm just going to try it. So they, they just called a changeup, <clears throat> and you're like, I'm just going to throw a splitter. Yeah, and I told Jada, I was like, that one cut on me a little bit. That's, all, that's my fault, but... It was good, so then I kept throwing it. What was the? Did you have a conversation with Coach Knight and Godwin? I told them after the game. Yeah. Well, I was what was their gonna, response to that? <laughs> I mean, they weren't ha- they weren't happy, but at the same time, it was they weren't too mad about it. Yeah. <laughs> I guess whatever works, right? Yeah. At that point, just get you know get through the yeah. the outing. Uh, a regional game, uh, a great time to break out the first <laughs> pitch you've ever thrown in your life. Yep. <laughs> uh, but two W's over uh, Oklahoma. And, Jake, uh, you've experienced a lot here during your time at East Carolina. Uh, home regional, home super regional, and then, of course, on the road last year at Virginia. And I asked, I believe, Carter Cunningham, but I'll ask you as well. So, you, you want to have goals, but at the same time, you all are so be where your feet are next practice next game next to bat next pitch but you want to be playing baseball at the end of the year at home so like how do you say it's all about what we're doing now but also we got to make sure we're not on the road in a regional you know what i'm saying like how do you compartmentalize those things this is gonna sound pretty cliche but it does start like for that practice right like you 
if you carry one good practice into the next good practice and the next good practice, I think I think we're going to be in a pretty good spot where we're we're at home late in the year. But I mean, you just got to take it day by day, honestly. And that's something I've learned over the past two, three years is you know if you just stack good practices together and focused on what you can control or what your goal is that day, then and then make sure everyone else is also focused. You're good to go. Just realized that Jake Hunter is a complete psychopath <laughs> because he watches every minute of every Charlotte Hornets game. Chandler's fired up about that. He's got an iron stomach. <laughs> how do you, Jake, how do you do it, man? I get being a fan, but 10 and 31, yeah. no hope. How do you do There's it? There's hope. There's always hope. Um, I've been watching him since forever. So Look at Chandler's face. <laughs> he's in all of you he's a huge yeah, hornets guy I, I told jake i i'm a hornets fan but like i'm i'm ignoring them right now there's i just can't just get into a bad it. fan I, maybe so <laughs> maybe i'm a bad fan um so what's the hope what what give me something to be excited about um gordon hayward's gonna be gone <laughs> um we got Lamelo ball brandon miller and that's that's it right now that's our hope so. I need you to tell me that we got like a ton of cap space. We're we do. Gonna... We have a ton of cap space, but okay. let's be honest. We're a small market. Wait, you're supposed to be selling me here, Jake. You're not doing a we're good job. We're going to build from within. Building from within. With LaMelo, Miller, and then whoever we draft next Right, year. right. And Mark Williams. Can't forget Mark Williams. That's right, Patrick. Can't forget, Can't Mark, forget Williams. Mark Williams. I said who? Um... You, you fire a coach and then fire another coach and then say, hey, let's bring back the guy we fired. Yep. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, didn't, I'm not, I didn't say I was the biggest fan of that move, but yeah. it happened. And I like Steve Clifford. And I like the guys. And I like the uniform. And I've been to some games and it's fun, but they suck. They have a chance. To do what? Win tonight for sure. <laughs> they play the four and thirty nine Pistons. Yep. Mm. I don't know what the viewership is going to be for that one, but I know one. Be one of I know them. one guy that's going to be locked in. And also, no one, probably no one in Detroit is caring about the Pistons with the Lions doing what they're oh, doing. Oh yeah, So like, no TV is going to be tuned to the Pistons tonight in Detroit. Yeah. Which is Jake. We are underdogs to a four and thirty nine team. <laughs> yeah, it's because we're on the road, but. Hey, nobody's going to be there. We got the best player on the floor. That's all I care about. There you go. All right. Well, hey, look, I commend you, man. Yeah, that, that's uh, a good. You want to be there as a fan. You want to yep. be watching your team. Yep. You know. And we have Leaky Black. The UN. He can UNC. I right? know who UNC. he is. Yeah. I'm not Fun excited fact, about it. I played Leaky Black. I was in middle school. He was in high school. We played for the same AAU team before he got really famous. Basketball. Mm-hmm. Him and, and Window Moore. Could you tell early on that this he was like a step above? Well, yeah, he was like six foot five, and I was like, like he was five, literally eight. a step above. Yeah, yeah. So you played AAU basketball? I did, I did. Um, mm, I want. Did you see the uh, video Pirate Radio posted yesterday? I did. I was a little disappointed. Were you offended that Wyatt Lunsford Shankman chose Jacob Jenkins Coward as his two on two teammate? I was very offended. Mm. I've seen JC shoot the basketball. It's not pretty. Is your jumper still? Still on, it's on point. Still on point. There you it's go. Still on point. That's awesome. Yeah. How tall of a man are you? All right. How tall were you when you were at your like hoops playing prom? Uh, I was still about. I was still six three. Okay. I was still. I stopped playing. I didn't play my senior year. That was the only year I didn't play, just because of the COVID. Oh stuff. man, I didn't want to play with a mask or yeah. any of that, and I knew I wasn't going to play anywhere else. So. But you were like a good high school player. Like, what'd you average your junior year? 
Junior average fourteen and ten. Damn. Double double. Yep, double double machine. We what did go like? two and twenty three though. <laughs> <laughs> hey, as long as you get yours, right? Yeah, <laughs> I got mine. And I got out of the game. <laughs> that's, that's what's up. No wonder you like the Hornets. You can relate. <laughs> so, were you like a three or a four man? What were you on? I, I was actually the five man. So, oh, that's you're the why we weren't man. very good. But <laughs> they just say, let's fun. put the tall kid. Stretch in. five, yeah. or were you doing your score inside? I can do a little bit of both. I would, yeah. I, my favorite thing to do is get the rebound, push it up the floor, and get an easy bucket that way. Kind of a, a joker situation? or a, yeah. yeah. I'm a little bit more athletic than the joker. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I like to hear. Yeah. I can right. jump a little bit. Okay. I, yeah, I believe you, man. That's cool. So you, how long did you play AAU? How old was that? Did you play? I stopped. I stopped. Uh, I think it was after ninth grade. Because I think it was, I was playing baseball and basketball that summer, and it was yeah. too much. So Greg Hudson, uh, former ECU defensive coordinator, um, played baseball, was a coordinator in football, and you know played at Notre Dame for Lou Holtz and all that. But said basketball was his favorite sport. I guess he said, "What did he say? Basketball was what I loved. Football was what I did. Something like that." So, what sport did you you know do you love the most? Is it baseball or basketball? Um. Don't put me on the spot here. <laughs> I haven't really thought about it. I think I love pitching more yeah. than I liked playing basketball. Okay. Um, hitting really frustrated me, so that's why I didn't like that part of it. As a viewer, you'd rather watch a basketball game than a baseball yeah, game? Yeah, 100%. Gotcha. 100%. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, and you don't have a baseball team. That's interesting because you said you were a Panthers fan too, right? Mm-hmm. But no, uh, you didn't grow up like loving a team. Right? Where'd you grow up? I grew up in Rockwell, North Carolina. It's out there in Salisbury. Okay. Yep. So, I mean, that's probably – everything is Braves country, basically. Yeah, I mean, know, I, so. I grew up watching the Braves, but, yeah. like, really wasn't a, really wasn't my thing. Yeah, uh, this state just has minor league baseball teams galore. Yeah. Is, you know, but even then, you can't really be a huge fan of, like, a double-A team. Or, I, don't, yeah. I don't know. So, we had, uh, I would say, Patrick, like, a bunch of – I don't know about a bunch, but, like, there was a Cleveland Indians fans here because of the Kinston Indians for so many years because mm-hmm. that was our team. And I remember uh, seeing, like, Richie Sexton and some guys that went on to be in the bigs play for that team. So, like, for that reason, people would pull for the Indians because we didn't have a, you know, a home team. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, Jamie's asking you, Jake, have you ever been hit with a comebacker? I did. My freshman year, we were playing Carolina at home. And I think it was their catcher, Frick. He hit a 104-mile-an-hour line drive mm. off of my uh, – off of my butt and obviously he was safe and then Zach Agnos came up to me and said if you had just gotten out of the way I would have made the out <laughs> <laughs> now's not the time no Zach. and then I think I had like a green bruise for the next for Oof. I think the rest of the year wow and you know what's sad about it too like I remember um like Chris Holba getting hit um we had uh we had Chris Bassett on the Brian Bailey show earlier this week. He got hit when he was with the A's pretty bad. Against the White Sox. And that's because they got hit in the face. Yeah. Like, you got hit in the butt and nobody remembers. No. Like, no and that's kind of, I'm sad for you. I remembered. Yeah. <laughs> Your body remembered. And then I, I mean, I pitched the next week. I was fine, but I remembered. Yeah. Little payback, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 104. You can't even, like, see your. You get to hit now. guys all the time. They don't get to hit you. <laughs> yeah, I know. I should have hit them the next at bat, but. <laughs> I always like to ask you pitchers, too. What was your uh, batting average your senior year of high school? So, actually, my senior year of high school, I was really bad at uh, hitting. I didn't have a hit for the first half of the year. <laughs> Holy crap. And they were still hitting me in the four hole, and then they slid me down, 
into the six hole because I was I was a good first baseman. I could play the field really good, um, and obviously I pitched. But I think I so what was it? You were just in a funk or like? Yeah. Every time I would hit the ball, it would go right to the center fielder on a line drive. Oh, okay. So you were getting so good then swings. I was having some good swings, but no results. And then I think in the second half of the season, I hit like 400 or 450, and then it only raised my average up to like 220 or something. Was there any talk, any chance of you coming here as a two-way Absolutely guy? not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You answered that one pretty quickly. Uh, Jake, uh, give me a, a name or two of a young guy that uh, is catching your eye pitching for the Pirates right now. Um, I like Corey Costello. He uh, He's a funky, funky look from the left side. He's, he's going to be probably low 90s, if I had to guess, during the season. Um, still needs to figure out the day-to-day process of kind of how to be a good collegiate pitcher but he definitely has the tool set um, real quick on that how long did it take you to figure out that process about two years so it's not it's <laughs> yeah. some guys figured out really like trey obviously figured out really quick but right. it takes guys different times okay and um, uh no, who else another name um i'd probably say d lorenzo d he's looked really good in the preseason i know he had a up and down fall but he's like really locked in he looks completely different out there for the and first part of the season we've seen it you uh, are a testament to it cliff godwin will throw in a freshman he likes to play a ton of guys in yeah. fact was it palumbo the other day patrick that said yeah we probably play more guys than anybody in the country yeah and it's probably true i mean you could probably attest to that but you know defense replacements tons of pitchers it doesn't matter what year you are you know if yeah. you can throw or you can hit you're playing right yeah you're going in and the and Patrick, we watch and like play baseball video games our whole life and stuff. You just get used to having the dominant closer at the end of a game, and that's what we've seen our whole lives. I, I have grown to like, and I talked to Austin Knight about it, and he explained it well, kind of what ECU does when it comes to bullpen and closer. He said sometimes your most important out is runners second and third in the sixth inning. Like if you give that up then – why are you saving your best guy for when you're losing later in the game? So go ahead and get it. Put your best guy in then, and then you put your next best guy in or whatever. And that, A, I think is a good philosophy. But B, it, it, Jake, it kind of always keeps you guys ready, right? Yeah. You never know when your number's going to be called. Yeah, you really got to be locked in there in the games because you never know. You never know when you're going to go in. And then sometimes the offense will score a lot of runs, and then you got to sit back down and kind of cool off and then – be ready to go again later in the game but we definitely do it that way to i think it's definitely won us a lot of games wasn't that a big thing with the pirates last year patrick where kind of quiet through five innings and then explosion yep. in like two innings basically yeah for sure and just kind of talking about that pitching thing i think it's what's refreshing watching ecu is understanding when those leverage moments are those high leverage moments because as a fan of just watching a, like you said major league baseball team you're just like why are you not using your good guy here or something and i feel like you know cliff does a good job of just understanding when that moment is sometimes it feels like they go too much by the book like we have to have this guy here and this guy there when uh in college baseball and especially here at east carolina you can uh mix it up do your own thing yep it's fun to see all right jake hunter joining us here pirate radio studios uh jake got the banquet coming up saturday Mm -hmm. yep it's always cool you get to sit down with some pirate fans Mm -hmm. what what do fans ask you usually baseball or non-baseball stuff um usually we don't get to do a lot of talking to them it's probably about 30 minutes to an hour but usually it's a lot of 
baseball stuff at first and i would say an hour is a long time to talk to somebody Jay. yeah it is <laughs> <laughs> but you know it's i'd say it's usually baseball stuff to start with and then yeah. they start asking about like kind of who you are as a person sort of thing this so. year i want you to freak them out and just from second one talk about the hornets non-stop and be <laughs> i like, can talk about the hornets all day hey look here's what we got to do in the yeah. draft and just just see the reaction uh on their faces so first uh team practice is friday 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 how is that different than what you're doing right now with um so right now it's more individual yeah sort of thing so and then you'll get into i guess scrimmages yeah okay it's actually funny that our first team practice is scrimmages and then after that it's more team oriented like defense and kind of like bunt plays and pick plays and all sorts of different nuances that we do and it's just it's a little bit different but it's not too much um pickoffs things like that like things we probably don't think about how much time do you spend on the how much time do you spend on situations and things like that um pickoffs we do a lot we probably do it three or four times a week in terms of like the time and plays we do pickoffs the first just about every day because some people just can't throw the ball over there which is a little shocking to me but um john lester yeah Yeah. like (laughs) And we do a lot of the situational stuff kind of right before the weekend when we're playing. So kind of get some guys' juices flowing and thinking about the game. Awesome stuff. Anything else for Jake Patrick before we let him skedaddle? No, I guess <clears throat> I just wanted to add, we heard a lot about it at Media Day, just about that pitcher-catcher dinner. You know, or do, you like, oh, yeah. do you like that thing? Is it, is it kind of fun? I like it. I think it's pretty funny kind of seeing the, the catchers. They kind of just splurge on their dinner. <laughs> make the older guys pay for it so it's kind of funny and what a steak and lobster and yeah, stuff like that something ridiculous <laughs> what a warrior justin wilcoxon is too by I know, the way he's gotten five of them that's, that's right that's crazy we, that's why he's sticking around we gave him a lot of credit last year but probably even deserves more just having to catch all those games we've talked to ryan mccrystal a lot this offseason sounds like he is healthy and uh is doing all he can to stay healthy get in the lineup and and you're very deep at that position too yeah. all right Jay? yeah definitely like J-Dub, I would argue, is one of the best defensive catchers in the country. Um, it's going to be fun seeing Ryan healthy for probably the first time since he's been here. Um, he's definitely He can definitely swing. I mean, he has all the tools to be a great hitter. Um, and then the freshman Walker, he's he's still raw, but he, he's got some great hands. He could really turn into something special. Uh, Jamie asking, he says, we do a lot of fake bunts. Do they practice against the pitchers doing <laughs> yes. that? Yes, you see a lot of it? really, and it's really annoying. <laughs> it's really annoying because you never know when they're going to bunt it or fake bunt it, and it throws you off sometimes. Yeah, but then on go. the flip side, that your opponent is probably really annoyed yeah, too. Yeah, I know. I would hate it. I'd hate having to do that because at least being the third year here, I know it's coming. But then the other team, they're probably like, "What are these guys doing?" <laughs> Jake Hunter joining us. Jake, we'll let you run. Thanks for hanging out with us, man. Enjoyed it. Thank you. You've been listening to the Pirate Radio Podcast, an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation.